Welcome to Honestly Haunted. Honestly Haunted. We're your hosts, Erin Grogan and Abby Chowning. This week, we're headed to Sweden, the birthplace of Ikea, native home of the beloved Muppet, the Swedish chef, as well as the pop band ABBA. Ugh, I love ABBA. And home of the creepy cults that celebrate midsummer with murder. Uh, well, okay, maybe <laughs> that last one only happened in a movie. <laughs> all, all that to say, Sweden has given the world quite a few things, but you probably don't often associate it with the paranormal or hauntings. You're more likely to think of their meatballs than their ghosts. But that doesn't mean that Sweden doesn't have a darker side and its fair share of paranormal activity. In fact, while researching, we found a whole lot of stories about haunted castles, towns, and more. Stockholm itself is home to many of these, and that in itself might not actually be a huge surprise. After all, Stockholm is a word that's often associated with crime. Stockholm Syndrome. Abby, do you know what the true term, uh, true story behind that term is? I do, only because you told me about it and (laughs) shook my world. Because we were driving somewhere and I was listening to the song Stockholm Syndrome by One Direction. And you were like, what is this? (laughs) I went through a pretty strict boy band. Yeah, I went through a pretty strict boy band phase. It's boy band phase, which, you know, it's fine. But the lyrics to it, I pulled them up because it was just weird to me. But the lyrics are, who's that shadow holding me hostage? I've been here for days. Who's this? whispered telling me i'm never gonna get away i know they'll be coming to find me soon but i fear i'm getting used to being held by you <laughs> so that's oh the my first God. part but it's yeah my stock my stockholm syndrome is in your room yeah i fell for you <laughs> and then you looked at me and you're like did you know that that's not a real thing and i said what <laughs> and i was tell me all you know that sounds like me yeah yeah that's uh, just what we do yeah it's like we, one of us comes up with something like you know either conspiratorial or spooky and then the other so one's like true. tell me like, everything. tell me everything you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> every last pit. so Aaron, tell us everything you know okay. about stockholm syndrome so for anybody who might not be familiar with the term essentially stockholm syndrome is this kind of idea that um you know if you're kidnapped or you are you know taken hostage or even like abusive relationships or anything like that um that you start to care for your captor or sympathize with or sympathize with them so you start to develop either sympathy or feelings of love or affection for the person who actually is capturing you um a lot of people you know say like Beauty and the Beast is an example yeah. of Stockholm Syndrome, which <laughs> it's my favorite Disney movie. So we're gonna leave it you alone. Know, we're, that's that's fine. Don't touch it. If, if I was given a library like that, yeah, I no would too. complaints Not from me at all. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but all of that to say, the actual incident that kind of created this term and it kind of started all from was in 1973 there was a bank robbery and it was a six-day standoff 
for this bank robbery between the bank robbers who had hostages and the cops. So six days of being in this bank, these hostages were with the robbers. Um, And obviously this was happening in Stockholm, which is how it got its name. Uh Makes sense. But the story goes that by the end of those six days, the hostages were no longer cooperating with the cops. And so as a result, there there was this person who kind of wrote this psychological study paper on Stockholm Syndrome, which was this idea like oh they are not cooperating with the cops because they have grown to sympathize with their hostages but like record scratch Mm -hmm. that is (laughs) that is what they wrote in the paper the reality of what happened is that these hostages were actually being treated really really poorly by the cops. So the cops didn't care about getting the hostages food or anything like that, whereas the robbers did. The robbers were more like, oh, you know, this is like an unfortunate side effect of (laughs) what is going on. We've got to feed these people. Exactly. And the cops were really not. The cops were treating the hostages essentially like criminals themselves. And so the hostages, like, were obviously going to be more willing to cooperate with the robbers who were giving them food (laughs) than the cops who were treating them like they were criminals. And so, like, essentially, it was that they were being treated really badly. It wasn't like, oh, we love these hostages. It was just like, wow, these cops suck. (laughs) And then on top of that, some of these hostages that were doing this were women. And so... Add on top of that this idea of, oh, these women are They must be hysterical and so fragile. Like, oh, these women brains are just unable to process what's happening. So they must have fallen for the the robbers and like all of this stuff. You know, so there's this added layer of misogyny onto it. Yeah. And so I just think that's so fascinating. Like, obviously, I'm not saying that Stockholm Syndrome doesn't exist in any format, but... I am saying that the one it was named for, what it was coined for, was not, in fact, Stockholm Syndrome. It was more cops were being buttholes syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) Syndrome. But yeah, I mean, there is, we have, you know, evidence at least. We wouldn't really call it, like, a a syndrome by any means, but there's people who become infatuated with serial killers. Oh, yeah. And murderers and horrible, horrible criminals. I mean, we saw... uh, Charles Manson got married in prison. There's been many who've gotten. So, like, there is this weird... Yeah, people who literally fall in love with prisoners, or think that they fall in love with prisoners, and then... Yeah. Yeah. And, and, like, in a really dark side of it, like, we know people who are in abusive situations. There's, there's like, obviously lots of factors. They still love the person. There's financial dependence or housing dependence. Like, there's lots of factors that can come into place. But specifically in this... Yeah. Actual Stockholm syndrome. In the actual incident that that coined the term, it was misogyny and cops rather yeah. than anything actually to psychological. Do with psychological. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, well, all of that is is really interesting. And so we, interesting. We could keep talking about it. It's not like we, it's not the main point of our episode <laughs> no. today. Just our, an interesting just, little science yeah, story for sure, but. Our story this week, which I think is perfect now that we're coming up upon Halloween, which yes. is very exciting, we're going to be focusing on a ghost train. Ghost train. Ghost train. Ghost train. Choo-choo. Boo-boo. 
What's boo. That from? I, nothing. It was from my brain because ghosts say boo and trains say choo. Choo, choo, boo, boo. I get it. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were quoting something. I was like, what's nope, that from? I was, I was just being silly. Being silly. <laughs> I was just being silly. Silly little, silly little ghost. Get in the pond, you silly goose. This is what I mean. I was like, Dear God, it's me, your silliest goose. Your silliest goose. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So I start all my prayers these days. Dear God, it's, it's me, your, your silliest, silliest goose. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Back to Sweden. Back to Sweden. Sweden, like much of Europe, has a really efficient rail system. Something that us Americans, and especially us Americans who are in freaking Texas, yeah. really are pretty jealous of. Most of Sweden's trains are green in color, but there is one train color that you would never want to board if you're in Sweden, and that's silver. The silver pillin, my Swedish is not so hot, so silver <laughs> pillin, maybe, which, which translates to silver arrow, is a train that is said to be connected to a ghost station where only the dead get off. In the 1960s, Sweden got one C5 model train that was supposed to be used as a test unit, essentially testing out, you know, is this something that is going to work without having to pay for all the paint coats and yeah. everything. Because they were green, costs. like you said, right? Exactly. So this so one's like, just plain silver. If it's if it's unpainted, you know, we can cut some costs. Let's, yeah. let's test this out. Um, so this unpainted silver aluminum train had eight cars, and as it was a test unit, it was never painted green to match the rest of the fleet. This train was used for a commute, but never in a normal rotation. Instead, it was used as a backup and would often only appear during rush hours, depending on traffic. When not in rotation, it stayed in the train parking yard. After its acquisition, it was easy to forget that it even existed. So it started to become a shock to see during the rare uses, based on its bright silver body and the fact that it was particularly loud, much louder than the other trains as it rode on the tracks. If you did happen to get on the train, it would also seem odd inside. The cars lacked the normal kinds of advertisements one would be used to seeing in these trains, and instead there were only some half-removed graffiti remnants on the walls. The silver pillin remained as backup until 1996, when the number of trains that were when the number of normal trains had increased and backup was no longer necessary. Its service was officially discontinued. However, that's just the official story. Many people believe its service had only just began. The urban legends around the train surround one specific station and its relationship to the Silver Pillin, Keimlinga Station, the ghost train station of Sweden. In the early 1970s, the building of the Keimlinga Metro station began. The station was meant to be on the Blue Line, but unexpectedly, the Transit Authority dropped the project for this particular station. The blue line itself still opened in 1977, but without Keimlinga on it. Despite that, the station is more than halfway built and was left in an abandoned state with only remnants of a station remaining. Strangely, this meant that the station itself was reminiscent of the Silver Pillin, with its unpainted exteriors and unfinished state. Some people believe that the reason this project was abandoned was, in fact, a covered-up accident that involved the Silver Pillin in which several passengers died. Another potential start to these rumors came from a film that came out in 1993 called Sokarna. 
In this film, a silver train held neo-Nazis, as well as immigrants, and the neo-Nazis terrorized and ultimately murdered two people, leaving their bloody bodies on the tracks. So, an unfinished metro station whose work abruptly ended, and a film showcasing a silver train as the site of murder. Those can certainly bring up some creepy, dark vibes. But perhaps what keeps the legends about Silver Pillin alive is that after it was retired, its location became unknown. And more than unknown, many people claim to still see it on the tracks at all sorts of stations at all hours of the day and night. Workers on the subway stations who have had to enter abandoned tunnels have claimed to see the silver train rushing past these tunnels that were not supposed to be in use. The workers would say the train was moving at incredible speed, and since it was moving so fast, they couldn't make out anything inside the cars, only the silver color as it flew by. Other residents have reported missing a rush hour train, only to then see a silver car arrive in between scheduled trains. But those who have reported it have also been the ones wary enough to not get inside the marked, the unmarked train. That's a wise move, considering that many people have stories of people who took that train only to never be seen again, or be missing for long stretches of time without memories of where they were. Many people have claimed that when they've been at the stations after midnight, they've seen an eight-car silver train rush past the station without stopping. Inside, they saw dim interiors, but some claimed to also see shadows and apparitions standing inside. Others claimed to have seen the passengers as people, but with vacant, zombie-like eyes. Passengers are only ever seen disembarking from the train at the unused Kaimlinga station. It's common knowledge that should the train ever stop at a station that you're at, not to get on. If the train stops, it's said that the dim lights in the cars brighten, and they show an old vintage interior with paint chipping off inside. It's said if you ever absentmindedly board the train, to never take a seat, as doing so will ensure that you never get off again. One story we found in our research, which is unconfirmed, but did appear in several places, was that of a woman who was missing for months. With When questioning the people who saw her last, a number of people reported seeing her boarding a silver train. Her body was found months later near Keimlinga Station. They say that no matter what color train you're on, if your train stops at Keimlinga Station, do not get off. While you may be able to physically leave the train, you will be unable to leave the station, and your soul will be trapped. They say, in Keimlinga Station, only the dead get off. So spooky! Ghost train! <laughs> what did you say? Choo-choo, boo-boo! <laughs> Where that's gonna happen a little bit choo, too choo, often. Boo, boo. But immediately, like, my first thoughts to, like, kind of getting on the train and going, like, back at, like, flashing to, like, almost like a step in back in time or to, to the... It makes me think of Hollywood Tower of Terror <laughs> yes. and Disney World. Yes, I yeah. love Tower of Terror. I do, t- I do too. Love but yeah, it. but it's, like, it, the... Like the doors open and you're all of a sudden flashback in time and everybody there is dead. Yes. And- you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, yeah. You know what else it kind of reminds me of? Mm-hmm. In in that same vein, which is kind of funny that you brought that up. So Hollywood Tower of Terror, if anybody doesn't know, is about an elevator mm-hmm. because it reminded me of the elevator game. Oh, yeah. Which I mean, we've talked about. Yeah. Because um, there's like rules the and rules exactly like the if you get on the train don't sit down mm-hmm. if you are on a train and it stops at this place don't get off like all of these 
various types of things to do or not do in order to essentially like stay alive or get out of the train right it reminds me of all the rules that the elevator game had like if a woman gets in don't look at her yeah but that like brings you to a different dimension yes ideally and this one brings you on a transport to the afterlife which which i mean could be seen as another dimension too so it's like it is still a transportation and i i think trains are so interesting yeah they're they're like super Super cool if you think about the fact that it's one of the first automated transportation methods that essentially changed the world Mm -hmm. because suddenly people could travel to places in realistic time frames, like places that they never imagined they would be able to easily get to, Mm -hmm. they suddenly could. And this totally transformed people. Are you like that kid on TikTok who's obsessed with trains? (laughs) You you haven't seen him? (laughs) I haven't. Yeah, he's British. He wears like a GoPro on his head and like hunts down specific trains and like knows their schedule ahead of time. And like they know him, like the conductors know him and like they'll honk the horn and he like freaks out and goes, yeah! Like he's like, ha ha ha! He's like had lots of famous people like join him, like Nick Jonas, like or uh, Joe, Joe Jonas has like hung out with him. Joe is the fave. Joe is the fave. Yeah, Sophie's Joe. Sophie's Joe. I know him only as Sophie Turner's husband. He's Sophie's. He's Sophie's husband. Um, He might have had a music career, but he is Sophie Turner's husband. Um, I'll hail the Queen of the North. Anyway, but yeah, so trains. I get. I kind of, but I sort of like get the obsession, and like there's there's a reason why like trains are such a a huge hobby for a lot of people who collect. I I mean, I never did. My grandfather, he did. He he always had like model trains in the I never like I never had like model trains or anything like that but I have like I at fairs like state like state and county fairs and stuff I've seen rooms that have people who set who bring their like model train setups and have like whole big ones and they're always fascinating they're they're so cool like they're very fascinating never something that like I would want to do on my own but I think Mm -hmm. it's so cool to see um yeah yeah, so trains are just really interesting because they're also this idea. I mean, they're essentially kind of a liminal space in between. Which we've talked about a lot places. before. Yes. Yeah, that, and it makes, again, it's Harry Potter vibes, King's Cross Station. We talked about it in yeah. Malta at the bus stop. Yes. Um, that This idea that you could hop on something and you could go on. You can choose to the next to go train. on. Yeah. Yeah. And that there's, yeah, the idea with humans moving at rates faster than humans had ever moved before yeah. and that it does something it's not supposed to be humanly yeah. possible <laughs> yes that it does something and there's some concepts in place that like talk about when human beings it i don't know if it's like it, i don't know if it's in the same vein like um in australia um aboriginal tribes who don't yeah. like, who, who don't want their picture taken because they think it takes a piece of their soul right oh. i think that there's people who believe that i don't know if it's necessarily like an amish thing but like uh, people who don't believe in using transport or like man-made objects to move right. from a to b because there's it's like a time violation of how you move through oh. i don't again i don't think it's an amish practice i just know that they don't use automobiles and, and get on trains or anything that term is so interesting though what you just said time violation yeah Oh, that's because because we also have people in this story with this train who have gotten onto it and lost time, time who yeah. who essentially did not remember where they were for however long they were mm-hmm. gone. And that's something that you see pop up in a lot of kind of supernatural phenomenon, mm-hmm. alien abductions. People say, you know, 
I lost an amount of time. There's stories of people being in the car and then suddenly the car radio shows a later time than mm-hmm. it just was for them because yeah. they've lost that time. Yeah. And, and it's in lots of stories in pop culture. Um, what's that show about the plane that went missing? Um, oh, uh, Manifest. Manifest. Yeah. Yes. So like they were like, they, their plane finally lands and everyone's freaking out and they're like, where were you? And they're like, we're, we were we on landed. the plane. What like, do you no, mean? you've been gone five years. Dun, dun, dun. Or yeah. Like, I didn't ever watch the series finale of Lost, but I hear like they messed, they did some weird stuff. With- I can never get much past the others in Lost. Yeah. I, 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 I have tried, I have rewatched the beginning of that series. Which was phenomenal. About three or four times now. Yeah. And every single time, no matter what I tell myself, I get like a little bit past meeting the others and I give up. And I give up. Yeah. And and I always that's where come they back and I lost you. That's, that's where they <laughs> lost me. Yeah. But um, but and, it's but go ahead and finish your thought because that's an interesting caveat. <laughs> well, and and like the Malaysian flight. Oh uh, yeah. Like they, they just can't kind of... find anything. I mean, not even Oof. just that one, but a lot. I feel like there's always there the stories about like the black box and like yeah. being able to find Where's that and, to find out yes. what happened. Yeah, there's lots of stories of just those kind of disappearances, which are, are fascinating. But yeah, I, I have not met anybody who like refuses to, I mean, I know people who are like scared of flying or scared of like those kinds right. of modes of transportation, but like never because of that reason, because like humans aren't supposed to move <laughs> that of fast. Because time violation. Time, I love that term. Yeah. That's such a cool term. Um, so that that's an interesting thing too. But yeah, we, we talked about like liminal spaces moving from A to B quickly. And yeah. like if that would, if there are like, lasting ramifications on your physical body but even like your spiritual self like your soul yeah so i don't don't know about that but that's something interesting that we've not really discussed before no yeah i mean and then of course we also like so we have those people missing time but we also have the woman who was found dead yeah and so there's also some really kind of dark and sinister potential things happening Mm -hmm. to people who aren't meant to be on the train. And I wonder, like, if with that, that time issue being at hand, like, if the her missing correspondence, like, and they found, when they found her remains, if the time matched up. Like, they're like, ooh, ooh she's only been gone for four, she's been gone for, say, three days. She's been missing for three days, but when they found her body, it's like she'd been dead, like, 12 hours. You know, or are you like... Right, right, right. Or she, yeah, or even longer. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. Or she, she was missing... She was missing for months. Okay, but if, like, she was missing for months, and they and find her body... And then she dead for, like, a couple hours. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, that gives me that chills. That gave me goosebumps. Okay, we kind of invented it, but we still... We did, but, but we're great storytellers. <laughs> we gotta write this down. <laughs> <laughs> write that down. Copyright. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> it does. It sounds like the beginning of an X Files episode. It does. It? Yes. This this is this is just like a really kind of fun, spooky tale, and I think it comes from the fact that it's it's steeped in urban legend. It's mm-hmm. steeped in in something that was real, something that was tangible. Yeah. I think when you can connect it back to something tangible, it's always like extra mysterious when mm-hmm. you add layers on and it does it makes you think of all of these things we already talked about like ter- tower of terror yeah. about the elevator game um about ufo abductions it also makes me think of the hey arnold episode with their ghost train <laughs> vaguely <laughs> remember that I, most, I said i vaguely remember that yeah i, I mostly I remember stoop that kid. episode <laughs> stoop kids <laughs> going to leave a stoop or is too afraid to leave a stoop and then he does and then leave a stoop. stoop kids gonna leave a stoop yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> Big fan. And I was oh, always obsessed her. with the little kid who stood behind Helga and like breathes. <laughs> yeah, and then she punches him. <laughs> she <just laughs> smacks him in the glasses. I oh, love that show. Hair rolls great. Yeah. But, but there, yeah. there's, yeah, there's the ghost train episode, which I love. And they have like the people like shoveling coal who are ghosts and like they kind of yeah. go through like, and even in hey arnold a kids show they show that ghost train kind of going to a purgatory hell type of other dimension scape if they um, got off and yeah. yeah so so like there's always these kinds of thoughts surrounding this idea of yeah. trains and transportation even in kids shows yeah and and i think it even gets spookier this that it could happen because i think of commuter life yeah of getting, living in bigger cities and just having your your headphones in, your earpods in, looking at your phone, looking down, a train shows up and you just get on and you don't look at the color of it. You just yeah. know it's a train that pulled up. And then all of a sudden the realization of like looking around. You look up and you see that there are no advertisements. The paint is old. It's chipping. It looks like it's from years and years before. And everybody around you is a vacant zombie. Vacant zombie-eyed person. Ugh. Yeah, like that's so, so scary. scary. <laughs> that is so it frightening. Is. And granted, commuters can be said to have vacant zombie-like expressions, yeah. although that's probably more in America than Sweden. <laughs> deep down, is this just like a commentary? On <laughs> is this a commentary on the worker unhealthy life? work-life balance? <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, I absolutely. I think it's so easy when you're waiting on for a train station, especially if that's something you do every day, to yeah. not even think twice take before and just absentmindedly get on, and then and then and then it pulls into a stop, and it's Kaimlinga Station, yeah. and you know that it's not supposed to stop there. Yeah, oh. but it's almost kind of like a weird reflection on like oneself. It's like at any moment, like it's dark to think like this, but it's like. They know that if they got off here, they'd die. Yeah. Or or they know that they could keep going. Do you know that Twilight Zone episode? There's, so there's an old Twilight Zone episode, and I don't remember the name of it, because the name of it was whatever this town was, but it's a really good one. It's essentially like, this guy is on this train, and one of the stops that it stops at, you look out the window and it looks beautiful it looks like a utopia the people are happy and it's bright and it's sunny and everyone is is just so happy there and he wants to stop there but he doesn't you know he goes on to work and all of this stuff and it's like i don't remember all of the kind of details of it but essentially he he revisits this train kind of multiple times and when he finally gets off at this utopian place you find out that's the name of a funeral home. Oh. And so, like, he was essentially riding the train to his afterlife. Oh. And this is a Twilight Zone episode from a while ago. So it, it's, it is on, it's yeah. on brand, for sure. For sure. But yeah, but it, 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 it does seem like it's... When someone finally, like, realizes, like, the, that they're on that train, like, they could make a choice. Yes. To get off or to go on. Yeah. Or to live. Like, to circle back and get off at the correct stop and keep going. Oh, which is... What a good metaphor. It's a good metaphor. And I think it probably could bring us to our verdict. Honestly haunted. haunted. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I... If, there's just some things about it, as we were telling and, t- and talking about the other things that influence our, our thoughts on this matter that just kind of speak to it and it's it is this concept of going from a to b to going on liminal space yes and moving like in, in that last thing that we said like of making a choice yeah to go Same. on like to, to be fair i don't know 
Like, there's not a lot of really super tangible stories about this, but that's also kind of the point of it, in a way, is like, if if people chose to get on that train and go on, there wouldn't be a story because they chose. And and then what if people got on and then chose not to go on? And that's why they have the missing memories. Yes. And oh, it's just like, it's just so interesting. I would say not maybe, not necessarily haunted again is not the right word. Yes. Paranormal, I think for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. paranormal and definitely odd (laughs) yes different um but i just think there's there's something there like like you said not not ghostly haunting but otherworldly yeah it it is a a a metaphor it feels like a a metaphor for sure but like there's love a good metaphor we don't we love a good metaphor on this show but it does feel like it it is a, a really good like a psychological understanding of what it means to go on like it it is something that helps me sort of understand the afterlife and i'm not saying like it's a custom fit all like some people don't get the choice yes to to, to go but it it seems like a way that i could kind of like in my in my brain a train is is a good visualization of what it's like also what a what a fantastic phrase at Kaimlinga station only the dead get off. Only oh. the dead get off. Mm. Spoopy. So spooky. Interesting. Love it. Deep. I like this a lot. Happy upcoming Halloween, Happy folks. Halloween, everybody. We're going to go get our costumes ready and maybe watch an episode of Hey Arnold. Of course we are. <laughs> and we'll be back next week with more Honestly Haunted. Thank you, as always, for listening to Honestly Haunted. Please follow us on social media at Honestly Haunted and consider becoming a Patreon supporter to help us continue to grow. If you haven't already, leave us a five-star review. We'll be back with more Honestly Haunted. Little round, Steve.